Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Putting on the foil. Every game. Yeah, you want some? No. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, Jack Eichel talks about playing for the Bruins, and could Milan Lucic be returning to Boston? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Bruins signed Cameron Hughes to a one-year two-way contract extension. Hughes was a pretty decent player for Providence last season and should be in the mix to earn a bottom six role in camp when it begins in September. Now, he had five goals and 16 assists in a shortened 25-game schedule that included playing games against Hartford and Bridgeport, and that was it. Now, if this was a full season, a full AHL season, Maybe he would have gotten 15 to 20 goals. So, you know, it we'll have to wait and see how his progression goes, whether or not he's going to spend next season in Providence. So, it's going to be a wait and see on this kid. But I see some pretty, de- I see some pretty decent, a uh, pretty decent future for him in the black and gold. Now, Boston Bruins forward Charlie Coyle is recovering from surgery to repair a fractured, a fracture in his left kneecap and a small tear in his in his tendon. So he should be ready for camp when it begins in when it begins in September, or at least until um, till October when the regular season begins. And I'll have more on the uh, upcoming regular season uh, later on in the podcast. Now the big news: Could Jack Eichel be joining the Bees? Well, in an interview with a local Boston television station, local television television station. God, I can't get that one out. Uh, Eichel talked about a potential homecoming to play for the Boston Bruins. Now, I don't really see this happening. I mean, if the Sabres are willing to trade for maybe Jake DeBrusque, a few picks, and whatever's behind doors, number two and number three, you know, it could happen, but it ain't happening. Don Sweeney would have to give up a ton of first-round picks, current players, and prospects. And I would think it would take at least three years of first-round picks, a roster player, to get at least get a shot at Eichel, okay? And we're talking maybe possibly looking back at the Glenn the Glenn, the Glenn Wesley deal back in back in the nineties with uh with Hartford. The Whalers traded the first th- first three um f- I believe it was f- three years of first round picks to uh to Boston so they can land Glenn Wesley. And of course one of those was Kyle McLaren. Another player was Sergei Samsonov, and then I think there was another player th- thrown in there for a first-round pick. So, And I think the Bruins ended up pretty well at that point in time because, hey, you, you, got, you got a pretty decent goal scorer 
in um, Sergei Samsonov with that eighth pick. Now, Buffalo could easily just say, you know what? You want Eichel? We give us Pasternak or McAvoy. And I'm telling you right now, folks, it's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. All right? You know, they're the future of this team. And sure, you're going to be getting Isle or Eichel. Isle, Eichel. But, you know, at what cost is it going to, at what cost? And I don't see giving up Pasternak or McAvoy. Done. You, you even, you, if Sweeney even thinks about it, he should get fired right away. And I would rather have the Bruins concentrate on signing, you know, signing Krejci, Hall, and Rask than to give up picks or pull or roster players. But then again, they really haven't had any great draft picks in in recent years, except for McAvoy and Pasta. I mean, look at the 2015 draft. You know, Senishin, DeBrusque. I mean, DeBrusque has had his moments, but still, you know, I just, I have a feeling that maybe around the trade, that maybe around draft day, you might see a move, you might see some player movement. And I'm hoping that's what we see here. You know, I hope Sweeney makes some type of a move at the trade de- at the um at the draft to you know either get a player get a draft pick I don't care I want to see him do more all right he pulled off a miracle you know back in February when I thought that hey he wasn't going to do anything at the trade deadline and he did something but now he's got to concentrate on signing hall you know this way we actually have him on the roster and not a rental but to me, defense is going It has defense has be has to be more of a priority this summer, assuming they can sign Hall and Krejci and Rask to reduce salaries and reduced years. You know they need they need they need at least one defenseman. All right, preferably two large stud D men. You know the final four teams had big, talented defensemen, and the Bruins didn't. I mean Jeremy Lazan. You know, what, you know, he, he had a horror, to me, he had a horrible playoff. And, you know, they need, they need defense, all right? They hold, you know, this is where they missed Chara and Krug. They let Chara and Krug go, but now, now they have to rebuild that defense with, with some big defensemen, all right? Because they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to win anything if you're not going to, you know, put some put some salary towards your towards rebuilding your defense. So, you know, who knows what Don Sweeney has up his sleeve when free agency begins or, you know, or trade. But something's got to happen with that with that blue line. They need they need some experience on that D because that's what was missing on that on that defense. Now another name being tossed around is Milan Lucic. I mean, could the former Bruin be coming back to Causeway? Seriously. You know, I don't know where he would fit in. I mean, he's not a top six player anymore. He's not. He, I mean he had a 30 goal, you know, he had a 30 goal year the year they won the cup. Yeah, he had a couple goal 20 20 plus seasons or 20 goal pl- 20 goal seasons in there, but his numbers have gone down. He's big. He's probably slow. He's older. So, you know, where does he fit in right now? You know, maybe put him on a line with Frederick and Curtis Lazar on the fourth line. You know, who knows? You know, you're going to have to like, 
really play around with the salary cap too. I mean, you're going to have to dump some players, you know, and probably, you know, a lot of names that have popped up has been Wagner or, you know, Andre Kasha. Kasha didn't even play. So who knows what's, you know, what's going to happen with that situation. I mean, Kasha never didn't even play a game. He maybe played like one or two games the whole year and was basically injured the whole year. You know, and the other thing is when it comes to the free agency, is Don Sweeney going to go out and spend money on garbage? Because that's what a lot of these guys are. They're nothing but a, some of these guys are nothing but, you know, garbage throwaways from other teams. Yeah, I know that they're, you know, depth players, but still some, we need guys that can put the puck in the net. All right. You know, you're right now. If you can sign Krejci and Hall, the first two lines are set. All right, we got some goal scoring, at least for the first two lines. The bottom six is still a question. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Trent Frederick in the playoffs, and he never even got a chance to play. In the You know, never, never saw him play one game in the playoffs. Okay? But yet, we're going we're gonna to see other, other throwaway guys. And... The thing is, what really ticks, especially with Cassidy, Cassidy needs to start playing the better players. He can't just say, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to sit this guy out, you know, because I don't like him. I don't like Jake DeBrusque. Simple. But, you know, things got to change. Things have got to change with this team, starting with the defense. They need to sign some big name defensemen here. They need to go out or trade for defensemen. That's what they need to do. All right, you sign Hall, you sign Krejci, you give Rask a contract, and then you go out and get a couple of couple of D men. Simple as that. Don't even bother with Milan Lucic right now. All right, because there's no way there's there's no way he would he would possibly be a factor on this team. No way. I mean, if if he still has a lot left in the tank, and you want to, you know, and you want to sign him for a a, a a one-year deal, yeah, go for it. But still, it's not worth it when you got some. I mean, you got some young kids coming in that are like, you know, you do have like John Beecher coming in. You have a bunch of other, you know, you have Cameron Hughes here. You know, how about dumping some salary and getting some like actual players here? You know, actual players. Now, former Bruins coach Jay Leach, who I brought up last week, who who I said. Should have been should have been promoted to the uh, coaching staff in Boston. Well, he took a job and he was hired by Seattle. So he's going to be in charge of the defenseman in the penalty kill, and maybe we're all Bruins fans are crossing their fingers that maybe Lazan gets picked in the expansion draft. So you know that that's the good thing about having you know letting Jay Leach go to go to Seattle because he coached Jeremy Lazan. Maybe, you know, in Providence, maybe Seattle will take a shot and pick Lazan. And then maybe in a few years, Bruins, he's going to have such a phenomenal career in Seattle that Bruins fans are going to get pissed off because they let Lazan go in the expansion draft. So who knows with that one? That one's that one's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens if Jeremy Lazan happens to go to or gets um, goes in the expansion draft to Seattle 
and maybe has a pretty decent career. I mean, it's happened to other players where they've had, you know, really bad careers with one team and then have come back and had, you know, great years with their new team. So who knows what happens there? Now that also leaves, you know, a coaching a coaching spot open in Providence. Now, now the Anaheim Ducks named Joel Joel Bouchard uh, head coach of the San Diego Gulls. Uh, Bouchard is the third head coach in goals in the Gulls AHL history. Now he goes he goes from the Montreal Canadiens organization and, and with the Laval Rockets, and he's going over to um, he's going over to San Diego. So. There's a little bit of a revolving door here, all right. So now, I don't know. Laval has 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 a new coach or not? Haven't seen anything. So basically, there's there's a spot open. Now that means that Kevin Deneen is out as head coach in San Diego. Now where does he end up? Will he be hired by former Whalers, uh, Hartford Whalers teammate Ron Francis to join Seattle? You know, as a as some in in the front office or on the coaching staff or or as their AHL affiliate, you know who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, could he possibly end up in Providence? Now he's familiar with the with the with the area. I mean, he's he played in Hartford. He coached up in uh, Portland, Maine, with the uh, Pirates, and his son is attending Yale. So it would make sense to come to a New England team close to New Haven so he can stop in and maybe see a couple of games in New Haven. So that could be a possibility. So we're so there's a lot of things, there's a lot of revolving doors going on here. I mean, Jay Pandolfo was gone from, you know, from the Bruins coaching staff and is joining BU. Maybe Deneen goes goes under Cassidy. Who knows what's gonna happen with it it's gonna be a revolving door until we see where guys where coaches end up. Because I th- I have a feeling being a Kevin Deneen fan, but you know seeing what he can do with the, with the development of of players, you know it, you know especially the Providence players because I think Deneen would be a pretty decent fit for for Providence. So you know that's that's kind of the thing here. You know you're looking at you know possibly looking for a new coach. I don't know if the I haven't seen anything that the Bruins have hired a new assistant or a new um or a new um head coach down in Providence. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens, but they need they need somebody who knows how to develop players. And I think Kevin Denis would probably be a good fit for Providence. Now the NHL is hoping and planning for a 2021-22 season with a full 82 game schedule and fully vaccinated players returning to pre-COVID-19 conditions. That's good news. The NHL and the NHL Players Association are going to continue to discuss the procedures for unvaccinated players. Now, if you're if you're an NHLer or um, any other, uh, I would say any other athlete in any of the major pro sports, why haven't you been been vaccinated? You know, it's it's basically I know it's I know it's your right to like not get vaccinated or or whatever, but still, why would you? you know, jeopardize your, 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 your career by not getting vaccinated. Okay. I mean, but you know, you could say it's going to be probably be the same type of situation where you're going to have a guy where you're going to, it's going to be like the flu. 
where a player's going to get the, you know, it's almost going to be like a player having the flu, but it's going to be a little bit, you know, who knows? You're, you might be taking a little bit of a risk if you're a player. You get it. Let's just say you get COVID and you're out of the lineup. You're missing a bunch of games because of it. And you're basically hurting your own team. That's the way I put it. That's the way I put it. You're going to be hurting your own team if you decide to get unvaccinated. You just, you get COVID-19 and then, you know, you got to miss two, three weeks of the season. And if you're a top goal scorer, you know, they're going to be missing you out of the, if you're a really important player in the lineup, you're going to be missing some games. So it's kind of stupid if you're an athlete in any pro sport not to get vaccinated. You know, get vaccinated and you you basically are going to be, you know, you're putting your team, you know, you're putting your team, you know, your, your team's not, I don't want to say put your team's season on at risk, but you're putting, you know, you're not putting, I don't want to even go into the health like you're putting other lives at risk, but you're, you know, if you're a top player, you know, and you say, well, I'm not getting vaccinated, but then you miss a couple of games or, you know, you miss two weeks or three weeks or whatever, how many weeks, you know, and you're a top goal scorer, you know, they're missing you from your lineup. So you're hurting your team. No matter, no matter what you're doing, you're still going to hurt your team. I would say any player in any pro sport should get vaccinated. Now, the NHL plans to release the NH the 2021-22 schedule before the 20 uh before the draft on July 23rd and 24th. The NHL is working on two versions of the schedule, one that includes a break for the 2022 Beijing Olympics and the other that doesn't. So, pending the res- resolution on the ongoing dis- discussions with the NHLPA and the International Olympic Committee. Well, I don't know how I feel about this one. I mean, the last Olympics, I really enjoyed watching a bunch of college kids, you know, again playing in the um in the Olympics. I I really enjoyed it because it was fun to watch. Um, you know, I'm I, I don't know. It's it's a tough to it's it's tough for me because I like seeing I don't particularly like it when they when they break for the Olympics. I mean, yeah, it's a it's a two week break. It, it's a two week break for the Olympics. Guys get to go, you know. Guys get a, you know. Guys get, you know, you know. They get a break. They can go to Florida. They can go to some island to relax and stuff like that. You know, if players are injured, you know, they they get a chance to you know use that time for recovery time and everything else. But you know, like I said, you know, even like last summer when I went to. When I went to Lake Placid, you know, that was a real goal of mine to go to Lake Placid. And it was just, you could feel, you can feel the magic in it. You know, you could feel what went on in that building with a bunch of, with 20 college kids in that building. And, you know, there was, there was a good time. For me, I don't particularly like the NHL. I mean, yeah, granted, other other countries are going to use you know professional athletes and that's the way things are going to go but still you know it it doesn't it doesn't have for me having nhl players in the olympics isn't isn't that fun all right having any pro players in any even even the dream team that they've had in the past couple of years you know there's there's no magic there's no magic there's no there's nothing there for me 
you know, yeah, I'll still sit there and I'll watch the games and everything, but still, it's it's I don't know. It's it's not fun for me to you know, it's it's basically you're you're pausing the season f- for what? For some publicity? That's basically what it that's basically what it is. It's publicity for the NHL, and it's a smart move on their part, but still, personally, I don't per- I really don't like it. I I really don't like the fact that they got to shut down the league for a couple of years and that they're going to, you know, or f- for a couple for 2 weeks, a couple of years. Yeah. It's, wow. Um and they're going to shut it down for 2 weeks. You know, I I really enjoy those those great moments and you know, those one of those great moments of sports. And you know, we're going to and a lot of people are probably probably loving this. And I'm like, you know, I liked it when it first started out in 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 the beginning. But now it's just like, all right, we're going to shut it we're going to shut it down and we're just, you know, we're just shutting the league down for 2 weeks f- just for publicity and that's that's what that cuz that's all it is. It's all a publicity stunt for the NHL to basically, you know, have your players, you know, to, you know, put the spotlight on your players. That's what it is. You know, we don't have those young college kids, you know, going out there. You know, you don't have a college kid from, say, Boston University, Boston College, you know, um, University of Minnesota, you know, University of Denver, all these kids coming in and playing for their country. You know, you have these million-dollar players coming in and playing for their country, you know, and a lot of kids out there have dreams of playing in the Olympics. And a lot of these guys who probably will will be playing for the Olympic team, a lot of these NHLers that are playing for the Olympic team, have already established themselves. You know, I want that story of, you know, that kid coming out of, you know, coming out of, like, Vermont, you know, who played at the University of Vermont, busted his ass for, for four years, doesn't have an NHL contract or anything, and yet is playing for a gold medal. You know, you're you know, is it a dream of the of of the NHL players playing for Olympic gold? No. I don't I think that's the I mean, yeah, it's 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 something to win a gold medal for your country. But I think that what would a play if you were to ask any NHL player, what would they rather have? A gold medal for their country or a gold medal or a Stanley Cup? A lot of players would say they would take the Stanley Cup over a gold medal. And if you ask any college kid or any little kid out there playing, you know, peewee or whatever, if they, if you were to ask him, what would, you know, I know you would want to win a Stanley Cup, but what would be, what would mean the most to you? Possibly winning a gold medal for, I would probably say, a lot of kids would probably say winning a gold medal in the Olympics for their country. And that's one of the things. You know, guys, you know, the any, I don't think the any, I mean, yeah, they do care a little bit about it. But I don't think that they really care about the, you know, the Olympics that much. Yeah, they're gonna win they're gonna win a gold medal, you know, yeah, for their country and everything else. But I don't think I don't think that it's a priority with them. The Stanley Cup is a priority with every kid lacing up a pair of skates in your local rink. And What's going to, and 
to me, I think that the NHL players, unless the only way I would I would even allow a, a professional like NHLer or a professional player in in the league or in the Olympics would be as if if he wasn't even like doesn't even have a contract with a team. Kind of like what what a lot in the last Olympics, there were some players that didn't even have contracts. So if you don't have a contract, go play with your team. I mean, Sean Burke did it way back. I believe it was the '92 Olympics, the '92 or '94. I think it was the '92 Olympics. Sean Burke didn't have a contract, so he went and played for Canada. You know, and and the other thing is, you know, you're not going to have these great stories. Like I said before, you know, the kid from Vermont, you know, he's going to be playing, you know, what a great story, a kid from, or a kid from upstate New York playing for that gold medal, you know, who busted it, whose mom drove him to the rink at five o'clock in the morning and, you know, sacrificed everything. So the kid can go for a dream of winning a gold medal, you know, I mean, yeah, professional sports have taken over the Olympics. Okay. And to be honest, I liked seeing like these like little third world countries beat up on the United States. I really do. I mean, even like right now, the I guess the basketball team has has been upset twice, I think. I'm not sure. I don't follow basketball, so whatever. Um now the NHL is no, there goes my rant for the Olympics, but you know. I'll watch, listen, I'll watch those Olympic games, but I won't be like into it because to be honest, the Olympics should be nothing but amateur sports. That's what it should be. It should be amateur sports. All right. None of this, you know, let's make these dream teams and everything else because our teams suck. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The United States hasn't won a gold medal since 1980 with a bunch of high school kids or with a bunch of college kids. All right. And the teams that they and the pro teams that they put out there now, a, a silver, a bronze. Hey, come on! Whatever happened to you know the last gold medal hockey team was 1980 with a bunch of high school or with a bunch of college kids. To be honest, you know the NHL's got got nothing to prove with just a way. To be honest, it's just a waste of time. It's just a waste of time. They might as well, you know. Go with college kids, you know, go let, let a lot of these college prospects go out there. I mean, if you look at all these, especially if you go out and you watch the junior, the junior teams, the junior, the world juniors, you know, are fun to watch. Take the, the, I watch the world juniors. I would take a watching the world juniors tournament around Christmas time, than watching the Olympic games, because to me, those are kids that have no names whatsoever to their, you know, they're, they're not professional. These kids have no names. I mean, Spencer Knight, a fantastic goaltender for um, Connecticut born, played his college hockey up at Boston, Boston College and is now and all of a sudden turns around and and is now playing in in um, Florida. You know, that. You know, now if there was an Olympics in between that, it, in between him, you know, going from Boston Boston College to Florida, if there was Olympics right in between and he led his collegiate this collegiate team of Olympians to a gold medal, that would be a fantastic story. 
But I don't know. I just, you know, I'll, like I said, I'm going to sit there. I'll watch the games. I'll root for Team USA. But it's still not the same to me. It's got to be. It's got to be collegiate players. Now, the NHL is planning to return to its previous schedule format with each team playing all other teams at least twice and its previous divisional alignment. So with the Metropolitan Division, the Atlantic Division uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Central and the Pacific Division in the Western Conference. And I believe that Arizona is will be joining the Central Division now, that's, um, now that Seattle's going to join the Pacific Division. So those of you who were hoping for a for a division kind of like what we had during the um, during the shortened season, well, you're out of luck because they're going back to their normal normal schedule routine where we're going to get a chance to see the two teams that were in the Stanley Cup finals. Excuse me. The two teams that were in the Stanley Cup finals this past year. So we get to see Montreal. We get to see Tampa Bay. A bunch of times. I mean, we get to renew the re- we get to the team. The Bruins get to renew the rivalry with the Montreal Canadiens, which is something I wanted. All right, I could give you know the one thing I wish that they 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 would do is do back to back games in the same market, kind of like what they did during the regular season. I think it would be cool to have you know a Tuesday Wednesday game, you know a Tuesday night game and a Wednesday night game both up in Montreal. The same goes for, you know, playing in in Florida. Back-to-back games down in Tampa, and then you do, and then two or three nights later, you do back-to-back games in Florida. Makes sense. And I kind of like that. But those of you who are probably rooting for another Northern Division, you know, of all Canadian teams, you know, an, an an Atlantic Division with all the North teams from the Northeast and, Stuff like that. Well, that's I. I wasn't a big. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I want things back. I mean, if I can wave my magic wand, you know, Hartford would be back in the in the Atlantic Division, and you know, a team like Florida or or even Tampa would be, you know, would be in the uh, Atlantic Division. So, whatever, you know. <laughs> but like I said, you know, I kind of liked I. I kind of like the back-to-back games, and it makes it makes perfect sense. So, you know, and it builds up that it builds up more of a rivalry too. Now, this show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, and you can find us at Believe.com and and at Believe Podcasts. And if you're interested in advertising on this show, so I can keep it going, uh, please contact Believe.com. And if you want to ask me a question or comment or whatever, stop by my uh, Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. So get my, you know, you can ask me anything. If you want to ask me about, you know, the Olympics or, you know, the, the division, the divisions realigning, going back to the original divisions, stuff like that. Or if you have any question on, you know, Jack Eichel or Milan Lucic or any of anything discussed today, if you have any comments or questions or whatever, just drop me a line at my Boston, Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. So thanks for listening. Have a great week. And have, well, actually next week there may not be a podcast because I am going on vacation next week. So 
There may not be a show. There might be a show. I have no idea, but probably look for it on Monday. So have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to you hopefully next week. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.